Welcome to Pilgrim Power, the podcast for Pilgrim Rest Baptist Church. Today's message is brought to us by guest speaker, Reward Sabanda. His message is taken from Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28 of the New King James Version. Listen in as he speaks about how God created mankind. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, y'all, um, I have about uh, 20 minutes African time, so you might as well order a pizza. We're, no, I'm kidding. I got 20 minutes American time. And my task is, is easy, but it's not simple. Because I'm here to serve as John the Baptist and just prepare the way for your pastor and the father of this house to come and call you higher to your truest purpose. And so all I'm going to do is I'm going to give a biblical perspective on purpose and poverty. Everybody say purpose Purpose. and poverty. And then I'm going to tell two stories and afterwards we're going to invite pastor. uh, And the reason I'm doing this is, can I be honest with y'all? We're in Phoenix, so I'm going to give you 100. Listen to me. If I were to come up here and try to get you to care about a group of people across the world that you don't know and try to sell you something in the process. How many of y'all know that in Phoenix that's called a hustle? Come on, somebody. And yo, this is not a hustle. I'm here to tell you and to show you why World Vision is a ministry and the work that we're inviting you into is the kingdom. And I know that as kingdom people, you guys will respond to that simple call. Who's ready to go in with me? Come on. Where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. If you don't know the purpose of a thing, by its very definition, any use you make of that thing, even with the best of intentions, will be by very definition abuse. If I don't know the purpose for this and it's just turned off, I'll use it to chop my vegetables. Come on, somebody. And that applies to relationships as well. And I want to say, if people don't know your purpose, they will abuse you with the best of intentions. And if I were to come here and to tell you what World Vision is doing, this incredible ministry, and why we've been doing it for over 80 years in over 100 countries, and I didn't give you your purpose behind it, it would just be like, um, I don't know. So even if you opted in because you're a generous house and a generous culture, by its very definition, you would be abusing what it's for. So my simple task is to come and give you a biblical backdrop to why poverty is demonic. Listen, poverty is ungodly, y'all. And I'm going to show you guys that in the Bible. I hate poverty with a perfect hatred. See, I hate what poverty does to communities. I hate what it does to children because they got to come out as adults. I I hate what it does to women because they have to take on roles. I hate what it does to men because it diminishes the image of God on the inside of them. And in order for us to truly understand, I want to take us back to the divine counsel of God when he created you. And that is in the book of Genesis. I want to take us to the book of Genesis 126 
And here's what it says. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image. Everybody say image. And according to our likeness. Everybody say likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Come on, somebody. Before you did anything, your context, your birthing context, your craving context is a blessing. And then God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And the very thing that poverty exists in any dynamic, in any context, in any conversation, and in any community is to diminish the God mandate of fruitfulness and multiplication. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. See now, in our English, y'all, I'm not as smart as some of y'all, so English is like my fifth language. So when I went back and I said, why would the Bible do a redundancy? Why would it say image and likeness? Because it seems like it's saying the exact same thing until I went into the original languages and I did a study. And I saw that the word image is the word telem. Everybody say telem. And the word likeness is the word damuth. Everybody say damuth. And when you look at it, what it basically that statement is, the divine idea of the Godhead was, let us make man in our form to execute our function. So you are made in the form of God to execute the function of God. See, I'm here to put you on your purpose because man's action, you cannot divorce action from identity. See, I think one of the best statements on this it was made by a man called Carter G. Woodson, and this is what he says. He says, if you can control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his action. When you determine what a man shall think, you do not have to concern yourself about what he will do. If you make a man feel that he is inferior, you do not have to compel him to accept an inferior status, for he will seek it himself. If you make a man think he is justly, if you can make him think... It's justified for him to be an outcast. Listen to this. You do not have to order him to the back door. He will go without being told. And if there is no back door, his very nature will demand one. See, if that is true about spaces and places and atmospheres and rooms where we enter to where we don't feel like we belong there, we always look for the fastest door out of there. But if that's true, the adverse is also true. That if I can speak to the purpose of who you are, you will by nature do the right thing and rise up to the purpose that God created you for. And my whole premise for my whole conversation is this. God, based on this, made in his image and in his likeness, God is the cause and we're the effect. And the effect always mirrors the cause. So whatever is true of who God is, is true of who we are as humanity, regardless of color context community and demographic for example the bible says for god so loved the world that he gave and how many of y'all know that the moment you love you give i know y'all know somebody who was as stingy as all get out tight-fisted as all get till they fell in love come on somebody they start making it rain you all know what i'm talking about right i can look at your bank statements and tell you what you love based on what you give towards where do we get that? It's because God is the cause and we're the effect, so we mirror Him. In heaven, there's always worship, extravagant worship, like what we saw. As a result, humanity always loves music. It's a matter of what genre, 
But you will never meet anyone who doesn't love music. We get it from our Father. God is the cause. And we're the effect. So if we want to understand what our assignment is based on our purpose. And why World Vision went the way that it did to create this incredible thing that we're about to invite you into called Chosen. We need to understand that. So we're made in the form of God. And what is God? God is? Come on, say it with me. You got it right. God is what? That's basic, John. In any context, culture, whatever it is, when you ask that, people know. God is love. So we're made in the image of love. Therefore, you are love. Now the question becomes, what does love do when love encounters poverty? That is the question. That is my assignment. If you're made in the image of love, if you're made in the form of love, and therefore have the responsibility of living out the function of love, what does love do when it encounters nakedness? Oh, come on. I don't have to go far from Genesis 1.26 because we know exactly what happened. Come on, Adam eats the fruit. And all of a sudden, he hides, right? And what does love do? It walks into that garden. It sacrifices and it covers. And that is our responsibility. If there is any diminishing or mitigation of the image and the likeness of God in any context and any community, your divine responsibility as people that have been blessed, as pastor said it last week, blessed to be a blessing, is to show up and sacrificially cover what that is because that's not a mandate, that's not a hustle, that is your nature. But let me tell you, talk about poverty here as I get ready to land this. What is poverty, right? What is poverty? Let's talk about it. At World Vision, we believe that poverty is broken relationships. Broken relationships with God. Broken relationships with each other. Broken relationships with the earth and broken relationships with ourselves. Because if that purpose is diminished, then you will abuse it. So poverty is at its basis an abuse of the image of God in all of creation because God put his divine imprint on all of creation. That's what poverty is. And that's why we came up with chosen because it's not just, hey man, this is a smart marketing gimmick. We're like, no, if it is about broken relationships, we need to come up with a solution that people in Phoenix can link hearts, arms, and purpose with people in Rwanda and mend the broken relationships within themselves, within their community, within each other, and with the earth. Poverty is broken relationships. And then the second thing I want to say is poverty is perspective. Everybody say perspective. What am I talking about? Listen, we all know the story in the garden, right? Whenever the fruit was eaten and Adam and Eve had eaten it, and all of a sudden, did everything around them disappear? Did the trees disappear? Did the abundance disappear? Did the fruit disappear? What changed? Their perspective. And all of a sudden, they took their eyes off of all the abundance of God that was around them. And for the first time, they focused on that which they did not have. Because poverty is perspective. 
And to prove it, I know every single one of us in this room knows someone who is so poor that all they have is money. Oh, I'm going to say it again. We all know people who are so poor that all they have is money. And then it begs a different. Do you have your money or does your money have you? Because poverty is perspective. And I step into communities, so many communities, that you can tell the people have been blessed. I'm not even talking compar- comparatively, right? I'm talking about you can tell they've been blessed. And I say, hey, it will take you $39 a month to redeem the image of God in people. And immediately, they don't look at all the resources around them. They look at where the heck am I going to get that $39 from, child? Are you kidding me? And we leave and we go to the cafeteria. And we spend more than, can I be honest in this house? Come on. We have a divine mandate. There's a responsibility for us to step into our purpose. And the only thing standing in our way is a diminished perspective of the abundance of God around us. But I love the fact that I'm not here to convince you because you are a house that understands that it's not for us. It's through us to the world. The ethos and the culture of this house is generosity and the last thing i want to say is poverty is spiritual y'all because it is the first side effect of sin spiritual it is a diminishing of the image of god listen the whole concept of the imago day the image of god is the simple fact that in every single person if you're alive you can fog a mirror you have the image of god in you your boss at work image of god Your friends, neighbors, and loved ones. Oh, that one's easy. Image of God. Your crazy ex. Come on, somebody. Still image of God, y'all. You will never lock eyes with someone who is not made in the image of God. And if they're made in the image of your father and your God, and there is a diminishing of the image of God on the inside of them because poverty has impoverished them and it has mitigated their magnificence and it has silenced their voice. Because listen, I know y'all, y'all know this. The poverty, the wisdom of the poor is despised. And you may have the solution. The book of Proverbs talks about this. But if you are poor, people will take your wisdom, rebrand it, and eat off of that. We have a responsibility for the communities in Rwanda to give them a better thing. And if poverty is spiritual, here's where I'm going to land this. We had to come up with a spiritual response. And if poverty is about perspective, the only response is process. Because you have to walk with someone and show them the way before they can shift their perspective. It takes process to break perspective, right? So we built something different called chosen around discipleship. To where now for the first time when kids usually choose you, we flipped it around and we say, hey, no. To where, sorry, you choose the kids. We flipped it around and say, let give the children the choice to choose not who sponsors them. That's the pay to play. Anybody can do that. But who gets to walk in a redemptive journey of discipleship where you begin to build up the image of God in their lives, in their communities, because it is spiritual. And that's what Chosen is. And the best example of this is when I went to Zambia, y'all. 
And I met a family, they're called the Monga family. And I'm going to make this really short. And this is 2019, and this is this family right here. Three generations living in that same hut over there. Three generations. That little kid over there, how, many y'all, how old y'all think he is? That's a five-year-old kid. And his mother tells this heartbreaking story that they didn't even name him until he was two years old. Because the high mortality rate in that place... Can you imagine having a child and not naming them until they're two years old? Why do you even call them for the whole two years? And the mother's telling this heartbreaking story. And she even goes on to talk about how that wasn't even the worst part. He didn't even take his first steps until he was three years old. Waiting three years to see your child, your baby, take their first staggering steps. That is their reality. That right there, those, it looks like it's a bunch of, that's their bathroom. That's where they go. The little grass thing over there. You open that, there's a sack over it. And when they get out there and they wash their hands, like literally there is a jerry can filled with water that they got to walk miles to go get and bring back. And there's a stick tied to the bottom of it. You step on it and it tips the water and it washes there. That's their trash can right there. But here's what's crazy. Someone else went and they heard this story and they were like, there's something wrong with this. And they sponsored that child, Nature Monga. And what was crazy, and I don't have time to get into the story. In one instance, three generations of poverty were completely broken by one $39 gift. And here's the kicker, y'all. It was a 14-year-old girl from Ohio that did that. 14-year-old sacrificially redeeming the image of God in people. I'm just here, pastor's going to come up here, but I'm just here to tell you that what I'm about to invite you into is the gospel, it is the kingdom, but beyond that, it is your responsibility because him that is given much, much is required, and as pastor said, you are blessed to be a blessing. Check out this video of what chosen is, and then I'll invite pastor after this. the service pastor is going to call me back he's going to invite you into this but i'm going to come up here and invite you to take out your phones and be a part of what god is doing pastor uh, he may or may not share it but i believe he has a god-sized goal for this particular community and when you step out and you go to the gym there's going to be booths set up you're going to take a picture they're going to take it to rwanda next week when you come back there's going to be an envelope with your name on it 
when you open that envelope, you're going to take out, and there's going to be a picture of a child in Rwanda holding your picture. And then you will know that this isn't just another hustle, another gimmick, that your hearts have been tied and that God has called us to do something incredible. And I'm just appealing to the purpose of who you are to redeem the image of God in the hearts and the lives of your brothers and sisters across the world. Can we stand up and honor our pastor and the shepherd of this house as it comes up? Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for listening today. We want you to partner with us and become a part of our family. Please go to our website, pilgrimrestphx.org, to get more information. You can also text to give by texting PRBC to 77977. Remember to subscribe. Now, let's go live a life of higher heights and deeper depths as we occupy all streets.